Bob. Hey, Bob. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as premium unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes and that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob, he's Kyle, and every Saturday morning they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. Hello, the good Saturday morning to you. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in so we can help you with your problem or help you through your problem or you got a used car new car any car any car could try to help you out figure out what's going on uh if you're buying a new car you know maybe we could try to direct you in the in the area of who has something yeah At, so it's <laughs> getting kind of thin it's getting kind of thin <laughs> it'll be a short conversation well you know and there's some manufacturers out there um that have kind of made chip deals as i'm reading in in the mm-hmm. in the trades that uh they made chip deals early on and general motors is one and uh you know toyota was another honda was another and uh some other ones you know and then there were some other ones that are kind of shuddering the bus on that one missed the bus a little bit they're shuttering plants uh they're kind of stopping them because they can't produce anymore and they're having a hard time getting seeing stuff. that the dealerships are starting to get some inventory back i mean yeah six months ago they were ghost towns yeah yeah and starting ge- to get a few cars here yep. and there and general motors has has come out kind of saying you know if you got a suv that has heated steering wheel and heated seats that right now you're not going to have that mm-hmm. uh but you get a car yeah. and when those get things the, rest of the car later yeah get the rest of the car later when that becomes available they'll uh have you come back in and, and you know probably give you a voucher or put those things in so that you can have it all back so i guess you know when you need a car you need a car yeah we're such a car society and uh we love it because we like cars anyway yeah I mean, and we want to fix yours too so yeah, bring it on down we're buchanan service centers at 50th and dodge 80th dodge and guaranteed brakes at 49th avenue and dodge so we're on dodge as we've mentioned before yeah so can't miss us no not at all uh you know it's probably not the greatest day in the world to go out and work on your car either i mean i'm gonna bet there's gonna be a lot of projects not getting done this weekend tomorrow (laughs) there's there's something happening tomorrow i gotta watch on tv i forget it'll come to me Uh, i think it's a soccer game yeah 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 it could be yeah 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 Switzerland, the olympics i mean we got curling oh yeah yeah geez i mean we got so much we don't know what to watch you know we had we had something the other day with this. Speaking of the cold snap, it was an interesting one, and we I don't think I'd really necessarily seen it, but a customer had run their car through the car wash, took uh-huh. it took it home, yeah. parked it outside, okay. temperature dropped, sure, went to get in and drive it away. It was all just fine except for the blower motor wouldn't work, heater wouldn't work. Uh oh, had so much leaves in the uh, area that the water came all the water came down and right next to the windshield wipers because that's where it all goes and then it's supposed to drain out into the fenders and then it comes down behind the rear uh front tires water will find a drain it did yeah it did find a drain it kind of came up over top the the dam came down through the cabin air filter filled the uh the blower motor full of water and then parked outside and it froze it solid had to take it out, kind of chip all the ice out, and uh, put it in the microwave a second. No, yeah, well, 
we didn't do that. We used a little <laughs> heater and, uh, you know, shook it out, blew it out, and, and the blower motor worked. So yeah. it, it didn't short it out, at least this particular time. So uh, I think I don't ever remember having that happen. No. They usually don't work on their own. They don't need any help. No. They don't need yeah. to be frozen down in order to uh, to yeah. help. So those are the kind of things that you see or we see, and it's always kind of fun to share them because – There's uh, always something new. You know, if you park – and underneath were one of those trees that have all the helicopters, which we all do around here. It uh, that stuff just Another makes its nuisance. way in. Yeah, they get everywhere. They get everywhere, you know. And if you have one of those trees, the big leaf trees are great. You don't have a problem with those. No, you can they can't. Those off real quick. Yeah, all the little leaf trees is is what causes a problem. So, but we, we'll have more of those as as time comes along, because yeah, we see something interesting and goofy every day. So we'll do a Mr. Mechanic's best of this. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to we'll have to take some time to figure all that out. All right. Well, we're going to jump into the calls, get a couple answers here. So we got George uh, 07 Cadillac DTS. George, what's going on today? Hey, good morning, guys. Happy Saturday. Yeah. Good morning. Um, I got a light on the dash. It said turn engine off low oil pressure. Um, now, is there a sensor there or something that needs to be changed? I mean, I checked the oil. Oil's fine. Is the motor uh, no noisy? problem there. Is no. It, no. Full oil? Full it's oil. full oil, but yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You've got an oil pressure switch that's bad. Yeah. That's that's typically okay. what happens. Uh, they have a tendency to leak. And I, that's, that's an old right enough the, car. Right on the front of the engine. And right. It's a big mess. It had one or two. No. Uh, yeah, it just two has, crank sensors, one oil switch. Yeah, one yeah. oil switch. All kind of in the same spot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, oil switches are, are very common for that particular vehicle. It's over on the driver's side. Um, kind of down on the front of the motor. Yeah, down on right. the front of the motor. It's it's kind of interesting to get to even when you do have it on a hoist. So, uh, But that's okay. that's where it's at. And that's typically where it is. And the reason Kyle's asking how it sounds is because there's only two choices. One is that we got an electrical switch that's bad or you don't have any oil pressure. And if you don't have any oil pressure. You get a noise along with that. Yeah, it's going to sound like a thrashing machine, you know, yeah. and uh, that's never good. But it sounds more than likely you just got a got a uh, oil pressure switch that's bad. Okay. Uh, do you know approximately what that costs to, to have it replaced at a shop? I would say, bucks, maybe. yeah, I would say switch is probably going to be sixty to eighty, and uh, labor is probably going to be hundred, hundred and a half. I would somewhere yeah, in that range. So you're two, two and a half, probably in that range, off the top of my head. Okay. Yeah, it's all right. The switch is much easier. I mean, it's cheaper than what the labor is going to get to it because it's just yeah. that's what they did on that car is pack everything underneath the hood, and uh, there's just hard to get to anything. Cadillacs are fun. Yeah, Cadillacs are fun. <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. You bet. Appreciate the call. Yeah, there's uh, that's an interesting car because there's a lot of things that you. Have to, I mean, the, that oh, particular gosh. car, all it did was leak oil. Yeah, that's it. It's all leaked oil, and you couldn't fix. I think that's the one honest guarantee you got from the salesman. <laughs> this thing's going to break, and it's going to leak. <laughs> Hopefully, they told you that. And you couldn't do much to that car without dropping the cradle, the engine, and everything else down if you want to fix oh, the leaks. Gosh. Any, anything else you could probably you can do, but it's uh, yeah they jam packed that in there. Yeah, it was a really unique water pump in those cars too. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know it's a good idea to not run it off the front. Let's put it on the back. Yeah. And no bolts. Let's twist this thing in here. Yeah, let's twist. Yeah, 
Yeah, and let's let's wait, wait till about ten or fifteen years before it goes bad, and it's it's how corroded it was. corroded oh, my God. space, and them rust out before, and you're like, really? Yeah, a lot of those have aged out. At least up here, they've aged out, and you just don't see them around, you know. And uh, in different parts of the country where it's nice, you know, down south, those nightmares don't go away. No, they don't go away. <laughs> they don't go away. And you know, there are certain cards we are just just relieved when they when they just. Leave. nature takes its course or nature takes its course there you go i'm not sure how to put that but Gosh. that's and there's other cars we just love to work on but some of them are just a pain but every trip to the southwest i just look around in traffic and i'm like i see stay a, right where i'm at i'm gonna learn to love these winters a couple of weeks ago i seen a ford tempo oh gosh <laughs> we're gonna ask answer one more call here we're gonna go to mark with the 99 jeep cherokee mark what's going on yeah thanks for taking my call gentlemen yeah um, hey, I, I have a uh, oh, 99 Grand Cherokee Laredo, and the problem I'm having is the uh, the wife and daughter take it to work, and they're complaining, and now they won't drive it. But it, uh, some somewhere on, in, say, a four-mile stretch, the transmission, like, switches into neutral, and they got to pull over the side of the road, shut the vehicle off, and then restart it in park. And then it'll drive okay again. Yeah, I don't even know where to look. I mean, I it's just I don't even have a clue what to well where to start. Ninety nine Jeep. So. They put solenoids in them, but I don't remember yeah. for those particular problems. No, yeah. I mean, uh, so pretty much a mechanical. You know, yeah, it's mostly mechanical. The only thing, yeah, yeah. The only thing I can say that might be associated is is the, you know the four wheel drive shifter in the thing. Okay. Um, that thing it shifts so hard it's it's like a stuck pig every time you try to move it to four wheel drive or anything. Yeah. Right. And uh but, it's I don't know if that has any association with it or not. Well, you know, so nothing it, that shutting the car off and turning it back on is gonna solve. Yeah, and that should be electrical. Or, I mean you're you're talking well not the it, it's either going in I mean you're sure the transmission's okay and we're not going into neutral we're not flipping uh the, the transmission's actually not flipping into neutral or yeah I I've gone out I've gone out and driven it you know five six miles somewhere and back and it hasn't happened to me okay but it seems like every time they take it to work it has to happen so maybe ride with them yeah maybe ride with them we got there we might got, be something <laughs> that's happening yeah there may be something goofy that's happening the reason i asked that or asked that question is because if it goes into neutral you're either a losing uh, fluid inside or you're losing mechanical yeah fluid inside and it's just going neutral which means it, it was in drive now it's still in drive but it's just going lost bad pressure, in, yeah yeah lost pressure it's going bad inside the transmission um, or there's linkage or there's something like that that's actually pushing it into neutral from drive. So the first thing that yeah. I would do is it, if it goes into neutral like that when they drive it, is I would take the yeah. gear shift and I would pull it down into see if you got first mm -hmm. or second. See if I've got first or second. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm I'm not going to shut it off and start it back up because what you're doing there is yeah. shutting things down electrically, bringing them back up. And if you've got mm -hmm. a short or something rubbed in a wire. And those were pretty common yeah. now that I think about it. There is a, a wiring harness that runs on the backside of the engine. Mm -hmm. um, usually yeah. causes other problems. You but get crank sensor issues. Crank sensor issues, yeah. right. But um, it could cause transmission issues and electronical things depending on mm. just how it hits and, and where it goes. Um, mm. But first got to decide, is it 
is it transmission or is it electrical? We we got to make that fork in the road first. So have yeah. them pull it back into second gear, first gear, see if it still goes. And yeah. if it yeah. does, then we can say, hey, we're probably not in the transmission. We got something electrical. Yeah. The other thing that is very yeah. common on all Chrysler products, Jeep and what have you, make sure that the, the battery terminals are clean on the outside, pull them off, make sure they're very clean on the inside and the posts are clean. They're very mm-hmm. electric, uh, electrically dependent and a little goofy yeah. things back and forth can cause problems. So that's easy to do. And I've seen, we fixed a ton of cars that way. Yeah. yeah. Did, we did have a uh, problem where like when you first start the vehicle up and you put it in reverse to back up, it's just like, it's sputtering, just has, it, there's no power there to it at all. Yeah. And it, yeah. The recommendation is to turn the what turn the key on three times to the on position. It resets the the dash or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and and then it runs great. Uh, you know, well, that's happened twice in a year and a half. Yeah, and I so. think you're heading towards something electrical. I don't think you have anything in the transmission. It'd be my first. Okay. Yeah, normally that's yes. all the time. Yeah, you don't but, get an intermittent. Yeah, but try that so yeah. so that you can. Okay, so it's a yeah, it's so a crank you, sensor. Wiring harness? Is that what you're saying? Well, it, that's the problem that it usually has. There's a wiring harness that runs on the back side of the valve cover, and that, okay. that harness has a tendency to rub down on a stud that's sticking up, and it kind of rubs itself through. So okay. that's yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of a common problem back in that. So let's. Well, I appreciate let's, your help. Yeah, let's start narrowing it down a little bit. Call us back when you got mm-hmm. it narrowed down some more. We'll see if we can help. All right, appreciate it. Thank you, you gentlemen. Bet. Thanks for the call. All right, 558-1110 is the number to get in. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a bit. The Mr. Mechanic Show presents the cheesiest songs of the 80s. That's right. We're talking the worst, the cheesiest, those songs you love to hate just for mechanics. I'm all out of grease. I'm so dry without you. My pistons are dry, and I really need lube. My dipstick is low. I think I need oil. You ruined my car down to ignition coil. Nothing like a little air wrench supply. hey And who could forget the ball joint boys? I'll lube ya, I'll rub ya. Ooh, I wanna prime you. Engine cooler, your fluids. Only if you knew it, but your car is so screwed. Nothing I can do. Your car is screwed. And your wallet is And this hit from Millie Vanilli, who are ironically working at an actual gas station today. Your tires are low and your oil's too. Girl, you really need more transmission fluid. Your ball joint's broken, your tranny is gone. Your catalytic converter out on the lawn. But here is your bill, I did all I could do from me to you. Girl, you know it's true. And even this craptastic hit, no one even remembers. My car is broken on the road. I need a token thing. I brought a jack. I brought a jack. I brought a jack. I brought a jack. My car is broken on the road. I need a token thing. I brought a jack. I brought a jack. I brought a jack. The Mr. Mechanic Show presents the cheesiest songs of the 80s. Available in a store nowhere near you.
Whenever you're... Okay, we're back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. And uh, so we can help help you out with your car today. You, you know, it's a nice day to work on it. It's only two. Degrees, you know, two. not bad. Two. We're Buchanan Service Centers, 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, and Guaranteed Brakes, 49th and Dodge. We're going to blast back into the calls, go to Joyce with 97 Honda Accord. Joyce, what's going on? Yes, hi. Uh, I uh, Obviously, I have an old car. I've had it, uh, um, the life of the car, mm-hmm. taken good, very good care of it. And around Thanksgiving, I had the orange engine light go on. So I'm another engine light person, okay? Sure. And um, I have taken it, I, I took it into... Um, one place, and, uh, well, uh, they couldn't, f- um, the parts aren't available anymore. So um, I took it to another place, and I, I don't do my work, obviously, because I wouldn't know what I'm doing. Sure. And um, um, I went into, there's, behind the, the uh, ashtray, there is a little computer down there, and it said exactly what was wrong, and it's like an ERT or ERG. EGR. Uh, yeah, well, so I had a uni- uh, one-piece Universal and one-piece Honda go uh, be replaced in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, the engine light has gone on again. And I, is, it, is there something wrong with my engine? Probably not the engine, but just one portion of it. One portion, the emission control portion of it, which and what that means is that how that engine runs um, is what causes that light to come on. So the government kind of wants everything coming out of the tailpipe and the emissions very, very clean. And if there's something underneath the hood that affects that, then that check engine light comes on. It's it's a check engine light or they call it an emissions light. It's It's more of trying to keep the car running at its best all the time. Now... The check engine light can come on for literally a hundred reasons. It just really can. So there's a lot of things that are kind of benign and it's not a big deal. And there's other ones that you need to get fixed right away. Um, it, car, does the car run okay? Yes. Okay. And so, I and I have been asked, is the engine light blinking? No, the engine light um, there, the orange light is not blinking. Okay. So we know it runs great, and you said it runs great. So. We're more of a, a benign thing that it's just it's it needs to be fixed or the light's not going to go out, but more than likely it's not going to stall on the side of the road or cause you any major problems. Well, um, it bothers me. I want my car to be perfect. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the retired teacher that has the old car, you know. Oh, I yeah, mean, but they're great cars. They're great cars. Yeah, Ninety-seven. Yeah. That's I mean those those Hondas are still out there running around, and even if they don't make that part brand new, I mean they made them billion of those hondas so i have a hard time believing the they can't EGR find valve. parts yeah or even a used part if has to be i mean i bet the ports are plugged yeah i bet it is too i bet you got to pull the intake and clean out all that carbon is this a four cylinder or six cylinder do you know four cylinder okay yep. <laughs> yeah it, so the ports are plugged with carbon like kyle said and uh if it's the same problem and you would, would have to look at it to see if it was the same problem if it is, there's uh, the ports just get plugged with carbon. It can't flow like it wants to. The computer says, hey, it was flowing fine before. Why isn't it now? Boom, the check engine light comes on. And if you don't fix me uh, and this problem, I'm going to continue to come on. That's Yeah. R- yeah. So 
and uh, it bothers me. So then I just need to bring it in. Yeah, I just need to bring it in, look at it, determine for sure if that's what it is. And, I mean, they're great cars. I mean, gosh. I, I know. I love it. I, I won't give it up. I'm, uh, people want me to sell it, but I, I won't do it. I was no? just going to say that. If you're going to sell it, give us a call because uh, <laughs> Kyle and I would be happy to buy that. He's got a teenage driver coming up soon. and uh, Oh, yeah. I always need an extra car. So, I don't know why. I, I just got to have an extra is, one. I have to turn around. There's a new car. <laughs> so I can bring it over to, to, to 50th and, and Dodge and, and have it looked at. Absolutely. Yep, yep. Just uh, let us have it for a little bit, and uh, we'll get it looked at see what's going on for you. Sounds good. I appreciate it very much. You bet. Thanks Thanks for calling, Joyce. All right. Uh, we've got a, a few other calls on the line. We're going to take a quick break at the bottom of the hour. We'll be back in just a minute. All right, we are back in the Mr. Mechanic Show. Uh, Buchanan Service Centers is who we are. 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, and Guaranteed Brakes, 49th and Dodge. We're going to get right back into the calls and uh, go to Dan uh, 11 Impala. Dan, what's going on? Well, fellas, I bought a used uh, 2011. Uh, We have a 27, and uh, we loved it so much. Uh, My wife has a cleaning business, and uh, we bought this car with 137,000. Um, it has a rebuilt, uh, transmission in it because, uh, I was told it's not the original because it come from a local certified transmission place there that they paint all their transmissions black. Yeah. Yeah, they do. So okay. good. You're ahead of the okay. game there. Okay. Um, well, here's what it does. It, uh, it flips in first gear when it, uh, is brought from reverse or even at a standstill and put it in drive. So I have trained my wife to start it in second gear. Um, am, I, am I hurting anything in the transmission by doing that? And she manually shifts it. But, so when, when you say flip into gear, it flips out of gear? Well, it just it, the, the, when you put it in drive and you start out in first, and it'll go up past 2,500 RPMs before it'll take off. And then it just kind of slowly glides into gear, and then it's first just fine. Worn in out. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. first gear is, is already out. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well, my, my question is, first of all, uh, is there an additive or anything that, I mean, that can – I was told that there's, like, clutches or uh, valves in this transmission that may be sticking – is that possible? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, there's clutches, there's valves, there's uh, discs, there's O-rings, and a lot of times what happens is there is you have a certain pressure going to a certain clutch pack or O-ring, and uh, it's just going around it instead of staying behind it and causing mm-hmm. the fluid. Uh, you know, you mm-hmm. already got first gear out. I mean, if you add some... You're not going to cause any more damage than already did. No, yeah. So right, to, right. if there is, if you want to add some additives to it, um, you know, whatever comes to mind, some... Lucas transmission in a can. Yeah, or Transex okay. or something okay. along that line. You're not you're not going to hurt anything because it's... Right. You're already where so you're what, at. Starting off in second is, is not necessarily an, an issue where you're at. I mean... If it's a good transmission and no problems, no, we don't want yeah, you to start off that. in second to, to get it there. But uh, right. you're just trying to, to baby it down the road as long as you can to, to make a decision whether Perfect. you're putting a transmission or not is really where you're, where you're at. 
Yep, exactly. Yeah, so exactly. I would, if, okay. it, if it's my car and I didn't want to put a transmission in it right now, I'll, I would do whatever I needed to do to get it yeah. rolling and get it up and going <laughs> to speed until such time as uh, you need to call a tow truck. And we're going to do some research and development <laughs> well, on these transmission next. additives. Yeah. 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 Okay. That was my, ne- my next question was, uh, will, it, uh, will it eventually flip? Second gear won't work anymore, or or transmissions just go out and they go out. Yeah, they just go out, and a lot of times you like you'll have, you know, the reverse will just go completely out, but you'll have all forward gears. We've had many oh, cars yeah, okay. come in like that before. Where say, so yeah, I know, park where they don't got to back up. Yeah, I know reverse is out. Don't worry, but it goes forward fine. So we we, <laughs> we pull them into the shop and we get three guys to push it out of the out of the garage after an oil change. And, uh, oh, gotcha. Yeah, they go down the road yeah. and you know we see them a year later for a transmission. So yep, yep. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah, eventually it's going to go out. It's just it just try to baby it down the road as far as you can. All right. Well, great. Thanks. Thanks a lot. And I appreciate the show. You bet. Appreciate you calling. All right. We're going to head over to uh, Jeffy real quick. Uh, 08 Town and Country. What's going on with the tr- uh, the ban? Well, you've already talked about blower motors this morning. I've got one of those issues. Okay. Cool. But it, it's not, I've pretty well ruled out the selector switch, I think, because uh, the rear blower motor will kick on just fine with the main selector switch. Mm-hmm. But the front doesn't do anything. Doesn't make a sound. Nothing. Uh, hitting so it with I'm, a hammer? I have not tried that. Okay. I yeah. always like to hit them with a hammer. Yeah, block of wood, hammer. You know, what? whatever you have close. Yeah. So um, what have you done so far? Anything or just? I'm gathering information right now. I haven't even gone looking for it. So that, that tells me then it's somewhere I can get to it pretty easy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Underneath right the, underneath the glove box. Yep, right underneath the glove box, right where your toes would point up. There's a little panel there you might have to take down. So typically, as a rule, what happens 90% of the time is the blower motors go bad. Uh, they draw a bunch of amps, uh, too many amps, and it burns the wiring and the uh, resistor. The resistor, correct. And uh, so that's kind of what happens. What, what Kyle's asking you to do is, is it creates a bad connection because it's all plastic. So and then it just kind of loses that. So if you go underneath there with your hand, a hammer, block of wood, whatever's laying in the back, and see if it kicks on. Then we know got power and ground. Yeah, we got power and ground. It works. Now we just got to go through, probably put a blower motor in it. I would suggest a blower motor and resistor, but make sure you check the wiring. Um, okay. Unplug them. Uh, yeah, unplug Plug them, them, check them. If they're burnt, um, you need to get a different pigtail because if you don't, it's just going to be back in the same situation with a bad connection and a, another burnt-up part. Okay, and you don't often see it being a fuse problem. It's, it's normally right there at the motor. Well, if it's a fuse, it's because the uh, the blower motor is drawing too many amps and it blew the fuse. Right. It's going to do it again. Yeah, so there's other things. I mean, that is probably the most common thing that happens. But uh, when you, what we're going to do is we're going to get underneath there and bang it first because, yeah. like, like he said, that why drag out the test light for power and ground if I, if I hit it and it now works? But if it hits it and it doesn't work, now we need to check for power and ground to make sure we have – what we need there to make it work. And if we have what we need there to make it work, then we know the blower motor's bad. Okay, well, you've given me a jump-off point. I appreciate you, and I'll see what I come up with. All right. Let yeah. us know if you need some more help. I like hitting things with hammers. And yeah. they start working again. Yeah. And it's like, wow. You know, the tap test. There's just cool. Uh, <laughs> well, I think we have a Mr. Mechanic hammer that we – I don't know if we're sold out right now. We'll get to the bottom of this. They, you know, I think we were having them made in America, and they're just – 
Yeah, blockade hasn't been able to get us there. So we're out of chips. Out of chips. <laughs> out of hammer chips. There you go. All right. Where are we heading? The, the where? I'm sorry. Reg. Reg. Infinity. Infinity. Okay. Oh seven. Infinity. Reg, go ahead. Yeah. Hey guys. Uh, big fans of Click and Clack, and I really miss them guys. So it's really nice to have you guys uh, on the air. I really appreciate. Uh, really appreciate the show. Yeah. Appreciate Good. you listening. I have uh, I have pretty much of a physics question. Um, I've got a high compression motor, okay. and I'm looking for an argument why not to just use uh, more ethanol in my gas uh, rather than burn premium to, to get a higher octane. I don't know that it'll make a whole lot of difference. Well, I mean, you have, uh, you know, you have alcohol dragsters. Yeah, I mean, you can do that, but it's... I mean, it's just getting it. I mean, how, how do you want to, I guess, how, how do you want to? I, I want to increase my octane without burning premium fuel. Well, I mean, there's octane boosters available. Yeah. But. Yeah. And, I mean, you can go over to straight alcohol. It's just the, the it's not cost effective. And you got to have, a, it's a hard time trying to find it. But, I mean, because you can get racing fuel to do that too, but. I, well, I mean, you you run alcohol dragsters that that produce quite a bit of horsepower. So I whole bunch. I understand where you're where you're coming from and and why and and the thought. It's just more of where do you get it and how do you make it feasible and and at, at what cost. That's really what it boils down to. Well, so you're, you're I'm talking about ethanol. Are you talking about something different? I'm just talking about using a higher percentage of ethanol. Uh, in my gasoline to increase my octane. I'd say I'd say you're gonna. It's not E10, good. E15 is probably e, the. Yeah, you're gonna go up there. I mean, you start using E85, you're gonna. Yeah, you can't get go, pretty corrosive in there. Yeah, you can't go much past E15. Uh, E15 is about it, and and still make that 07 Infinity run halfway yeah, decent. Yeah, anything higher than that, I mean, it's gonna. It's gonna get. Yeah, dangerous with those injectors and yeah, everything because, else. It's really the ethanol is very very corrosive. Like he, like he, uh, Kyle said, E eighty five. You got to have uh, different tanks, different pumps, everything stainless steel. I mean, different hoses. I mean, you got to have it all that are different. And and same with the cars. And that car is just not capable of E eighty five. So no, I, I I get that. I uh, I'm just I'm just wondering. On I just want to increase. Uh, uh, my octane, uh, uh, and uh, I'm trying to figure out the best way to do it. And I really don't want to, to spend the extra money on premium. Uh, but so I'm just looking for a good argument against it. Mm. And the, the corrosiveness might be the best argument uh, yeah. that I've heard. Yeah. And that's why they've the manufacturers have kind of just gone up to E85, um, you know, because there's 15% of fuel that they don't have to use. And that's about as far as they've been able to go in on a lot of these vehicles and still without modifying them considerably to make oh, them yeah. run. Yeah, because when you go into E85, which is obviously 85% grain alcohol, you've got to have all sorts of different fuel pumps and tanks. and and It's a whole just, different system. Yeah, the computer's got to have different strategy in order to run right, and it can be done. It's just you know, it hasn't taken off. I mean, it really... 
for all of the industry that that it's drug around, um, it just hasn't caught on, nor is it really needed for the most part. You don't see a lot of places selling it. Um, it just hasn't caught on. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say other than it, it's probably it was a good idea for the for the corn growers uh, to be able to sell the product, but it just hasn't caught on on a, on yeah, a big basis. It's kind of just a flavor of the week there for yeah. a while, and now we're swinging yeah, I mean, for the fences for these EVs. Yeah, I, and you get lower mileage, and right. uh, and, and your BTUs is way low, uh, and that's what causes the low mileage. So, I mean, uh, my, I've, me, got, I've got a vehicle that runs it, and I, I don't use it just because of that. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a real strange question, then. What would happen if you uh, mixed a little diesel fuel in with your gasoline to to uh, increase your octane? You're going to have a car that's not running very good at all? And check engine light that's on. I mean, yeah. very little, I guess your definition of very little is, is, the, uh, is the key there. I've seen many people that have put diesel in where the gas goes, and the gas goes where the diesel is. If you put a little bit... You know, a gallon of either one into Maybe a you full tank, you'll sneak clear by. A code once in a while. Yeah, if you put fifty-fifty, it's gonna it's gonna run terrible, and the check engine light's gonna be if on. It runs, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not gonna be good. I, unfortunately, we see it more than not. No, I wouldn't do that. Well, it's just it's, it's kind of interesting uh, because I, I suppose there's a number of ways to increase octane, uh, and. Uh, I was just curious about what what a little bit of diesel fuel would do, of what kind of damage it might do to your injectors and and that kind of thing. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, just pretty much just a physics question. Yep, yep. Oh well, hope we tried to help there. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think it's a good discussion. And uh, again, I appreciate you guys. I'll call back again. All Same right, thing. appreciate it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we get back into the calls right after the break. All right, we are back with the Mr. Mechanic Show. All right, we're going to head straight back into the calls. We've got a full bank. We want to get to everybody. So uh got Pat on the line. Pat's got a 15 Escape. What's going on, Pat? Uh, I got a oil leak, um, and the uh, uh, dealership says that it's on the oil pan, and they're going to charge me 1600 bucks to to fix it. Um, oh, I lost about three quarters of a quart in an oil change uh, every five thousand miles, and so I'm looking at whether or not I should just—it's a small leak. Uh, mm. There's lots of things on the market that allow you to—you can put uh, in your oil for stop leak. Is that something that you want to do, or should Which... I be looking for somebody to? Drop that oil pan. They're telling me there's no gasket on 2015 Escape. Is this a four-cylinder or six-cylinder? Uh, 2.0. I don't know which. 2.0? Yep. Yeah. So it's four-cylinder. Four yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's all going to be silicone. There's no gasket. No. And it's and I think a lot of these cars have an upper and a lower oil pan. Um, yeah. And the, the upper oil pan is, is more the cradle. And that's what's holding the, the crank and some other things in the lower oil pan. A lot of times, and I can't remember on this particular car, but uh, the lower oil pans are fairly easy to do. It's the other one that is held in by silicone that is expensive to do, and yes, takes a lot of time. 16, they're, they're talking sixteen hundred bucks yeah. because of the labor. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's pretty. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. You got three dollars in parts and silicone, and yeah. 
and everything's intertwined. So the front cover was with the bottom cover, and everything goes together. I guess it, it really boils down to you. I, I don't think they're they're not trying to take advantage of you at all. It is just it is what it is on the parts and the labor, and, and mostly labor and where it is. It really boils to you on just how much mess it's making on the ground in the three quarters of a quart and five thousand miles. Jeez, I'd be happy. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy. I, got, I was figuring you were going to say two courts low and five thousand miles. So in, in my uh, case, I think you're ahead of the, the game. And... <laughs> I, think... uh, I can pay pay for a lot of oil for yep. sixteen hundred bucks. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. The biggest thing that we see is people don't check their oil. Uh, I, I, how I mean, about how, how about stop leak? Is that something you recommend? No. I wouldn't. You, it, it'd be nice if it, it the stop leak worked and went just to the affected area. It affects everything. It affects everything. It's, yeah. It's then you get more. Yeah, it swells every seal, not just the seal you want it to swell. Yeah. So, again, uh, three quarters of a quart and five thousand miles. I'd be I'm, jump. I'd be jumping up and down, and I'd leave it alone until it goes, gets bigger. That'd be what I would be right. doing if it's mine. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the show. It's a good business decision you made too. You even picked up some business today. Good. Good. We'll stop in anytime. All right. Take care. All right. All right. Well, we're going to be out of time for another Mr. Mechanic show. Uh, We've got a couple callers on the line. If you want to hang tight, uh, we'll answer them off the air for you so we can get everybody help today. Kyle, I think we're in of another show. That went quick. Yeah. You sat down. (laughs) Throwing us out already. (laughs) 558-1110 is the numbers to get in next week. Get in early so we can help you early so we don't have you towards the end of the show. I'm Bob. Kyle, we'll see you next week.